Welcome to Matter of Fat, a body positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. Hi, I'm Kat Polavoda, a local fat feminist, shop owner, and I'm still in my besties baby bubble. I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Soraya Bogani. What a tongue twister. That was beautiful. Bestie baby um, bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Soraya. I'm a fat, multiracial, mini-apolitan millennial who is fully vaxxed and is completely unprepared to party. <laughs> On Matter of Fat, we're here to talk about the cultural politics of fat liberation with a Midwest perspective. And this dear podcast friend is a fattish episode where we dish about our fat lives. Um, you can catch a more traditional episode of Matter of Fat where we'll interview someone fabulous in two weeks or listen to some previously released and excellent content. Yes. Okay, but do stick around because in this episode, we share some behind the scenes info about the podcast. We'll chat about personal details and intrigues mm. and take on cultural happenings as a matter of fact. Okay, you heard it here, folks. Behind the scenes podcast information, Kat. Do tell, do tell. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, let's start with something that is admittedly a little anticlimactic. Um, but <laughs> what a way to start. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but I'm feeling quite excited about it and a little bit accomplished. Um, so cutting edge info. Earlier today, on the day of recording, I released our first Instagram TV video thing of one of our mini-sodes from last season, and I'm very excited about it. As you should be. It's actually quite cool, and I would probably put in, like, edit in some applause right now, but... I don't think I will. And that would be a rude awakening for people who are listening. But <laughs> what you did is pretty fabulous. Can you tell the people more about what exactly it is? Sure, sure. And I also need to mention mm -hmm. that one of our assistants for Matter of Fat, Erin, um, helped a great deal with this project as well. So mm -hmm. we made, um, I mean, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Well, many people probably know what we're talking about. You know, like when you're on Instagram and you see like... Um, you know, like a logo for a podcast and the little up and down of the audio. And then you hear something. Well, um, mm -hmm. the program we use to make those is called Wave. And we thought it would be cool if we used that um, the, uh, kind of software stuff to do our mini-sodes from last season. Remember, we did one on fat liberation, one on body positivity, one on fat phobia, and then another on diet culture. Mm -hmm. We thought that if we put those in our IGTVs, they could be easily shared and listened to um, and kind of viewed. And so that's what we did. And I'm I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the synergy here. I got to tell you, repurposing content and new content. Yes. Like, what are yes. we? Yes. SEO mavens? Whoa. I don't even know what that means. Um, what is SEO? I just hear it bandied well, about. Yeah. I know you know. <laughs> I mean, but, well, it um... doesn't totally qualify for Instagram. And also, <laughs> as of this moment, the views are still pretty low. But We are content creators. You released it today. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, and I just think it's nice, like... It just it allows folks another way to share that kind of um I want not supplementary but like the like basic yes. content and like yeah. on a basic level like we talk about fat liberation all the time but like to have you know twelve minutes of like here's exactly what this is here's the history of this movement I mean we were really excited to put those mini sods together and it feels really nice to have another way to share them with folks yeah and actually. 
the synergy here is multi-leveled, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to my corporate comedy is what we're <laughs> experiencing right now. I apologize, everyone. Am I right, ladies? No, okay. Um, <laughs> but like <laughs> the actual synergy that I'm talking about is because the information that we put together last year in our mini-sodes that was really diving into like the 101, the history, the impact, you know, like what the future could look like yep, related yep. to some of these topics, we actually get to share um, as part of an educational experience with Capella University in a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So last year we were at DePaul University and we got to have a, a similar conversation that was really fabulous with friend of the podcast, Michael, um, kind of linking us into that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I'm super excited to go to Capella and just talk about anti-fat bias, uh, body positivity, fat liberation, uh, diet culture, all that good stuff. And we are just so wonderfully ready to leverage all the content that we made last season. Yeah, it was really fun putting all of that, like we we put a deck together, right? But it's Mm -hmm. like so um, deeply rooted in the content of these mini-sodes. And we really like researched a lot for those minis. So it's nice to be able to pull on that information and then have these resources that we can share more publicly. So really, Mm -hmm. really excited about that. Yeah, it's almost like we've been talking about this stuff for three years. For three years. <laughs> Can't see that. <laughs> um, okay, we also should note, Soraya, that Capella is like an an intern. There will be people from not only the U.S., but around the world, potentially mm-hmm. tuning into our virtual presentation with them. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess it's not just Capella. It's Capella University. It's Strayer University and Torrens, which is based out of uh, Australia and New Zealand. So we are international. international. Jason Derulo. No, um, we, <laughs> we won't get sued for that, will well, we? Wow. No, so. not unless we play it, which we won't. We won't. <laughs> Jason does not listen. Out of all the celebrities that may listen, highly doubtful. I don't like how you're anti-manifesting this for us, but that's okay. (laughs) I will say it's pretty cool um, just looking at our insights for the podcast, not specifically to our talk with um, Capella and other institutions, but um, we have listeners everywhere. We have obviously in the U.S. quite a few. Canada, the U.K., Australia, New Zealand. Germany. Germany? Belgium. Yeah. Is yes, that, of course Germany. Is, yes. I, oh, wow. My heart is so full. That's like our the, the highest ranked non-English speaking country, right? Or like, that's you know. the first one that's non-English speaking. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, many Germans do speak English, but wow. I just, there's a sense of pride right there. I'm into that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool running down. And also it's interesting the... um for our insights, they mentioned the Russian Federation as listening. Uh, I didn't realize that it was still Russia was referred to as the Russian Federation. Oh, my. That's also a thing. Oh, my. In any case, y'all, we are international and we appreciate you if you are listening within any of the countries we've mentioned or elsewhere, because there are a lot of countries on here. Also, a lot of cities all across the U.S. And so we appreciate you quite a bit. I just love this so much because like we are, you know, rooted in the Midwest. And also we hope that what we're making can really resonate with folks all over our country and world. And it sounds like it is right. If we have folks Mm -hmm. tuning in from all those places. So yeah, just to reiterate, thanks. Thanks to everyone who um, is part of our audience and a special thanks to folks who are outside of the U.S. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another way that we are kind of 
extending beyond the bounds of the Twin Cities is through our podlucks, which we talk about all the time. What but a connection. Why, why, wouldn't, we, why yes. wouldn't we talk about it now? <laughs> um, well, uh, our upcoming podluck is... Um, tonight after we record so when you listen in the past in the past in the past so when you listen to this um you maybe will have gone to it and seen us there uh but for now um just i'm like really excited for tonight's podluck Lindsay and aaron are hosting um and then our next one will be it's always the first thursday of the month so as i say that i don't actually have the date top of mind that's okay it's, it's the just first good, Thursday of the month. It's a good general knowledge. So I you know, remember question. when we messed up the date on that one thing in season one, and we had to like like voice dub it back in. It was you loved very that. bad, but it was very good. Nineteenth, nineteenth, yeah. <laughs> like December. We've come 4th. such a we've come such a long way. Really have not at yeah. all. Um, that's why we're a little bit more careful. First Thursday of the month, and yeah, I already know it's going to be a banger of a potluck because Lindsay is fabulous, Aaron is fabulous. I am super excited. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of any other podluck related, or excuse me, podcast related updates. Which I guess maybe just one more uh, mention. Just one more. Just one the people more are mention. hungry for it. They need it. Well, they have because y'all have been asking us for so long if you can help contribute monetarily to Matter of Fat, and so we found a way for you to do that. We started a little Venmo. Um, and several folks have already sent us a little fat cash there. Yes. Um, and we're just so appreciative of it. We will save the fat cash shout out till the end of the episode. Um, but know that if you have the means to send us anything um, as like a little thank you and support for the pod, we would love, we would gladly accept. We'd love that. And um, for your trouble, we'd be so happy to shout you out here on Matter of Fat. Mm-hmm. And like, that that those funds go directly to our assistance go directly to costs of uh hosting hosting the podcast um, transcription software transcription which software the, yep. the uh calendar told me our descript renews next week so <laughs> yep fun fact we use yep. descript for our transcription <laughs> yep <right? laughs> so yeah anything is totally appreciated not um required in any Never way required. shape or form but we we love y'all and we appreciate that you want to support us in that way so yeah, really do. and also you don't have to hear us do, you know, like, as a supporter of uh, Matter of Fat, it's this time of year where we bring you, like, like we're not going <laughs> to dive into those, like, <laughs> membership drive situation, although I think we were veering pretty close we to were, it a moment yeah, ago. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> well, let's, okay, let's swerve on that. Let's yep. let's get into the personal things. Personal I love you said fish. You said intrigues earlier, and I'm really curious. Okay. I mean, I, I said intrigues. You wrote intrigues for me. So the real question is, what do you have to say that's intriguing? Because I don't know if I have anything to say that's intriguing. Well, we have a podcast. It's got to be good for the people. I hope. I hope y'all find this intriguing. I don't. I don't know. I. Um, you start off. You start off. What What kind of um things that have been coming up for you lately? In pure Minnesotan fashion, it's spring. Everybody, welcome to my weather report, spring where I just sprung. tell you what season it is. But honestly, I looked out my window two days ago, and all of a sudden there were leaves on every tree, like yeah. fully formed, leafed out leaves, not little buds. I was like, huh. Um, it was just very surprising and also wonderful to see. So I'm very into spring, except for the pollen. It really, 
really knocked me out this weekend. I don't even know what I'm allergic to, but I'm popping Allegra's. Yep. You know, that's as you do. As you do. <laughs> Something about getting older, man. It's like those allergies just hit. They just hit you differently. It, it just hits different, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um. Uh, I also like what else? What's else? OK, so I am also <laughs> this is aging content, I guess, is that <laughs> I started doing embroidery, which is not not to say that only older individuals do embroidery. I just associate it with like older folks and like an art form that maybe resides uh, in popularity with older people. But I don't think that's true anymore. I no. think a lot of people do it. I think it's really coming back. I think folks of all ages are doing it. And you showed me a little vid of the one you were working on, and it was so lovely. I mean, it's very, very easy because, you know, I, I, I'm a slight perfectionist. And so if it's not doable, I'm not going to do it in the first place. But yeah. I'm actually really impressed. Look it turned great. out quite nice. It's going to be a nice little Mother's Day present. So. <gasps> Jan, that. if you're listening, you already got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, think you're going to take on more projects then after you, this gift is finished? Yeah. The kit I got had two. So cool. there's definitely another one. And also, it's just like very meditative. Mm-hmm. Like picking a color, choosing the stitch. It's almost, um, yeah, meditative it has to be because like you, there's a sensory p- piece to it too of just like feeling at work and – work through the the fabric and I don't know you see an immediate result which is really satisfying yeah. too I don't know this reminds me once one winter in high school I spent like the entire winter knitting scarves in my room while I listened to audiobooks but it was like cassette tape audiobook at the time <laughs> this is the origin story of Kat's audiobooks obsession yeah, no, right I've now I've always loved audiobooks um but like I just and it just exactly what you described like you can like feel it it's like a good like you know, your mind does, can be elsewhere, but like you're, but also very like grounded in that. And then you get to see this like cool stuff you make right away. So mm-hmm. I love that you have this project. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, couple that with like very long walks, I'm just crushing it in, into as I age. I like, I'm very into simple, peaceful things. And I think it is a direct result of the pandemic and it's probably going to linger with me for a long time. So that's one plus that's awesome. out of all of this. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, I don't know. It's uh, funny you say like simple, peaceful things. Cause I know what you've been watching on TV and that's not simple <laughs> or peaceful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's a really good point. Um, We're just gonna, like a real pivot <laughs> over here. <laughs> I need simple, peaceful things because the other things I do with my free time are horrific. Um, And by that, I mean, I've started watching Criminal Minds for the first time ever. And I am like season six in like it's been a few weeks and I really I made it here. I actually got uh, my second vaccine last weekend and I got hit. I got hit pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not like awful, but it just like it was pathetic. I was pathetic. So I had criminal minds on in the background. And at one point I like woke up out of my stupor and I was like somebody screaming and I'm like, I can't. No, you can't this sleep to that. It's me. not a good fall asleep show. It's not, it's a captivating show, but not for falling asleep. No, it's no, not no. falling asleep. But I love it. And I also think it's probably messing with my uh, frame of mind. Just like anybody who listens to true crime podcasts or loves documentaries. I just like, how much is this taxing? 
our mental health um, and also why are we so obsessed with it? I do not know. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned that you were getting into it and I, just like several people I follow on Instagram have been really into it. Um, and so I started rewatching it and I actually realized like I had watched maybe seasons like one through eight before. Well, Netflix tells me that I've like seen like maybe eight of the seasons so far, but the newer ones I haven't seen. So you know, as you do, I started from the beginning. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. But, but you know, it does make me feel just like a, if I let my head go there, just like a little more nervous about stuff. And I have to remind myself, like, this is not, it's, you know how they're like, you know, tackling some serial killer every other day. And it's like, that's not actually how it is in real life, you know? But so yeah, I weekend, they yeah. get called away, though. <laughs> they do. Like, they're they're ready to go get burgers. And they're like, no, we got to go <laughs> gotta go back. serial killer in three days. We're going to find him. Yeah. It's and just... they somehow do. And it's just wild. But, you know, Soraya, I always thought you were a little more like cautious about like your surroundings and stuff than mm-hmm. I was. And I wonder, do you think some of that is influenced by like, participation in like these kind of shows you know maybe but also probably not uh because (laughs) for instance the other day it's nice out right and Mm -hmm. so I was like oh and actually I dropped stuff off to you that day yeah and I was like oh it it was actually too hot I hated it it was like that's what you said when you dropped stuff off you're like this is is horrible (laughs) give me like a longer spring I don't need summer yet we're not ready I'm not mentally prepared in any case um, I was wearing a cute dress, like the little bomber jacket, some cute sneaks that you actually gave me. And oh, I love those. I was like walking down the street to my car and then immediately, not this, somebody started honking at me and calling me. <laughs> and I was like, God, God bless it. I just I, like the world is healing and I hate it. Like, this is what it's like. So I think that maybe informs it more than anything else. Um, Just the real lived experiences, you know? Yeah. Maybe. But maybe. Yeah. I just remember, like, you... I, you had like a lot of questions for me about my safety for like exiting the shop when I'm there alone. And I was oh. like, you sound like my dad, Zoraya. <laughs> Listen, your dad and I are on it. Well, you that's are. just because of my previous management and like, yeah, having to know like policy and protocol. And also just because like small businesses get hit. Like that's an easy yeah, they opening. They do. So. And we do, but I never have personally. And let's hope to keep it that way. Yes, I, knock on wood. Please. Yeah. I am a lot more thoughtful about like my personal safety things now than I was like when I first opened. Because you just mm-hmm. don't know. It's like when there's, to your point, like when there's like policies and protocols, you abide by those. But like when you're responsible for making your own, it's like, oh, what do I need to do? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what? Your question's valid, though. Probably. Probably feeds into it quite a bit. But also um, like, oh, I just it's so easy to get wrapped up in those shows and I love them. And I'm finding myself like so like just invested in the lives of these characters who are fictitious people, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also Shamar Moore is very beautiful. To look and at. especially season one. Oh, yeah. you know, I watch all, uh, we've probably disc- I don't know if we've discussed this on the, sh- the podcast, but copaganda, unfortunately, is like an, a, a genre that I really get sucked into. Um, and I know it's trash, but I watched that show SWAT that he's in and he's like older now. Um, but man, I just like that man has been just so attractive for the last 30 years. Like, oh, he's just <laughs> doing it. And I think there's we had a really interesting conversation about like fat representation because there is a character who is like you know curvy curvy yeah and some really interesting like 
lack of talking about fatness and then also upholding some anti-fat bias quite a bit. Like, it's just interesting to watch those dynamics play out in a show that is pretty dated, especially yeah. in season one. Very dated. Um, but also, like, I don't remember any shows having, like, any non-thin actors yeah. at that time. And probably, I mean, Gil Gilmore Girls, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, we were kind of talking about this over text. It's like the, actually, something, someone made a comment in one of our podlucks. Wow, I'm really going there. This is, uh, if you might allow me to go on a tangent. So we are here. This we... is our show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So buckle up. There's like three stages to this. So at a podluck, we were talking about, I don't know what prompted this. We were talking about um, fat representation in media, and um, someone brought up Donna from Parks and Rec. I love Donna. I think Retta, who plays Donna, is so cool. Yes. I always have loved Donna's character, and I always thought it was great how, like, she was fat, but, like, just so – it was – it was. I felt like it was not something that was, like, laughed at, you know, and there, then there's, like, you know, Gary Jerry Gergich, who everyone laughs at, due in large part because he's fat, Um but then someone said, like, I don't know whose comment it was, but someone was, like, kind of pushed back and was like, oh, I actually thought that these things that happened to Donna are, like, actually people making fun of her. And I was just like, is everything a lie? Like, do I just, do I take this in in this way because I'm fat? And because, like, mm. it doesn't seem funny for me because, like, that's kind of who I'd be if I was on the show. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was also taking that lens to think about Garcia on Criminal Minds. It's like... The things that happen here, I feel like it's pretty, like, matter-of-fact and, and sweet. And, like, it's kind of cute how her and Morgan, like, flirt all the time. And mm -hmm. to me, that feels, like, very, like, normal and, like, authentic. And, like, but I wonder if it was written or if it if some people it comes across as, like, ha-ha-ha, they're only flirting like that because they'd never be together because she's fat, you know? Yeah. It's not like her personality trait. It's because, yeah, this big joke that's being played on. Right, right, right. Her. And I wonder, yeah. like, I just, I, there's so many, it's like the more you interrogate these things, the, like, less you know. <laughs> and the more you second guess all of these, like, media representations that have been, you know, part of the shows that you've loved. Something good that they did is because they had so many seasons to run with it, that they actually have to develop the characters for That's better true. or worse. Yeah. And so you do see this interesting dynamic and relationship based on respect developing from all of the people on the show i think that's why i like it right like it's okay <laughs> okay <laughs> we talk about this a lot so you want to talk about the office you want to talk about like uh the burning bon appetit test kitchen situation it's all about like a workplace a workplace uh sitcom like an environment not a sitcom yeah where people genuinely like each other or they like actually develop these really interesting relationships with their co-workers I, I don't know if it's healthy on criminal minds it's pretty codependent because they're dealing with some really ridiculous yeah, stuff yeah um but yeah it's like these people actually care about each other and that pushes the show forward as well as um the crimes that are constantly yeah. happening the really <laughs> awful horrendous things yep. and um I don't know. Maybe we could create another podcast recapping Criminal Minds, but we've talked about this a lot. I was just going to say, like, we have so many things, including some, like, fat media <laughs> stuff to talk about, but here we are oh just gabbing about Criminal Minds. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, uh, I mean, what else? What else did you want to talk about? Maybe we can we can pivot into oh, something else. My, I can be real quick and dirty with my updates. Oh, um, all right. All right. No, That's I'm, why we got the explicit content rating well, on the Because <laughs> I'm excited to talk about more of these other media things we have on deck um okay. 
So uh, things new in my world, as I mentioned at the top, I'm still in my besties baby bubble. They have now had their baby um, and she's just so perfect. Um, And I'm so proud of my best friends. They are just like incredible parents and they're working so hard. And like, of course, I knew that like, you know, newborns were a lot of work or whatever, but I've never been like in close proximity day after day after day to a family that just has had a newborn come into it, you know? And it's like, oh my God, this is just a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. It is, um, it's just wild how this little human just, which doesn't have any kind of routine, like dictates all of what's happening um mm-hmm. and they've just been working so hard and are doing so well and it's been so fun for me to get to spend time with them and the baby and just be in their bubble it's been so great that's very sweet she's such a sweetie and it's so cool for you to take the time and get to witness life in the midst of so much panic and other things this last year yeah that's pretty precious and you know even though I'm fully vaxxed it's really I'm very locked down still because this little baby isn't vaxxed right and so um that's why I've you know I'm calling it the the bubble it's provided a sense of comfort for me too because it's like there's just a lot of um it, it, it just feels like really overwhelming to be like, oh, you're vaxxed now. Snap your fingers. You can go back to all these things. It's like, I'm not ready to do that. And I, it's hard for me to navigate that or think about nav- navigating that. Mm. And so there's been like a comfort about being, you know, in knowing even though I'm vaxxed, I'm still going to be like laying real low for a few more weeks. I've been I've been enjoying that. That's very good. And also, can we bring up a friend of the podcast and previous guest Andrea's tweet that we oh, were talking about the yes, other day? That, that kind totally of relates to relates. this. Totally. Yeah. So Andrea Sano is an amazing person, a real delight. Please go back and listen oh, to that interview with just her. Just the best. Um, but it was interesting. I saw this tweet that she made and I talked to Kat and Kat's like, yeah, I saw that too. Weird because we're friends with her. Surprise, surprise. We both saw the same <laughs> tweet. But it's pretty poignant, and I'd like to just, you know, read to you um, right now. And so Andrea tweeted, The thing about being fat and okay slash happy slash neutral with and about your body is that everyone, parentheses, thin people, wants to process their body stuff with you, but can't handle it when you say one thing back to them about your body stuff. This is the next tweet. I should be sleeping, but I'm up feeling anxious about re-entering social life with people who are maybe fatter than they have been, and the thought of it is truly so exhausting. I have absolutely missed socializing friends, colleagues, um, but I have also spent a lot of time this year in a place I made safe and comfortable for myself, leaving it to interact with people who aren't comfortable with their bodies in spaces that are hostile toward fat people feels so incredibly exhausting fodder for therapy is how she ended I it mean, which is like very yep. good yes, exactly and yeah. like the social anxiety I have around getting back into society is like this is such a embedded part of it that I hadn't even been able to parse out until I saw this tweet because mm-hmm. yeah when you get to see people again they're gonna be like oh you lost weight oh you gained weight like all these things and it's like can we put this to bed can this not have to be part of the interactions of re-engaging with people I would love to see me too it's just it's like this on top of all of the other like just general like worries and fears about being close to people again COVID related and otherwise you know Mm -hmm. it's a lot to think about 
And I especially feel for folks that might experience that in their workplaces, you know? Mm, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, when you work from home, of course, you're still engaging with coworkers, but it's different than being trapped in the break room with the conversation happening that you don't want to be a part of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that's part of all of this as well. It just reminds me of the microaggressions episode from last season where somebody oh, yeah. was talking about what it felt like in the workplace to just witness someone being really uh, awful about their, their daughter's body image, actually. But like, what is that going to look like? I don't know. Oh, you know what this reminds me of? Actually, I am confusion. I am confusion. I love Lindy West. We, we stand Lindy West on the show. And yeah. also she's, she's been um, putting the Will Smith Images yeah, to her stories where he's like, this is the body that got me through the pandemic. It's the worst shape I've been in my life. <laughs> Arguably still in good shape, my dude. Like, you're like, you got a little Smith. bit of a gut. Yeah, like, you, but, he, isn't he like a 55, he's 60-year-old man? Like, that I, would stand yeah. to reason you have like a little tum, you know? But he's <laughs> in Hollywood, right? Yeah. And so, but then like, so like, yes, in part, this is kind of radical to see someone in Hollywood saying, like, this is the body that got me through the pandemic and I'm grateful for it. But in the the afterthought of that caption is him saying, and now I'm ready to get back to work and lose it. I was like, ma'am, what? That really was very bizarre. Uh, while we're talking about bizarre Lindy West things, this is a real true pivot. Did you see all of the stuff she's posting about her dog, the dog poop incident? Oh, Barry. Poor Barry. Wow. I was so captivated by this saga. And I, like, rarely tune into stories in that much detail. But I was just... I like how when we're talking about our stories, people are thinking, like, is this a telenovela? Is no, this... No, no this, this is, is truly Instagram, Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah. That's a great catch. Yeah. No, um, Instagram. No, I love Lindy West. The thing is, she was feeling the effects of the vaccine. So I feel like that had something to do with it. Oh, um, yeah. Because I went to a, a pathetic space. when <laughs> Not that hers was pathetic, not to uh, in, like conflate the two, but... Yeah, what a what a wild storyline. Um, I mean, a good reason that dog is something else though. Barry doesn't like so... to go on walks; he'll just lay in the street. Yeah, it was all just very bizarre. I, I don't cannot. Know. <laughs> okay, but this is a really good segue because Shrill season three launches tomorrow, Here which is go. like in the past for you listening right now. But I'm so excited for it. I am so excited. I actually, I've been you know like resharing this for forever, but I didn't. It's like we're already in May now. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited to tune into this. And it's the last season, right? And they told us it's the last season, so yep. we kind of know it's all going to get wrapped up. I love when we just know that's the plan, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, what a good, what a good show. Yeah. Well, and like from we'll probably have a recap once we're actually able oh, to watch it yes. for y'all. <laughs> yes. Um, but like Hulu really coming through with the concept because there's another uh, movie coming out that I sent you the trailer for called oh, Plan B. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it's coming out on May 28th and it is akin to, I would say, like the book smart uh, variety of like um, adventures between two best friends. And I just I'm very excited. Natalie Morales. Um, I, I, I like I got some feedback from a friend of mine. Hey, Elizabeth, who listens to the podcast. She's like, you say all these names. I have no idea who you're talking about at any given time. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the people who know, know, I feel like. Yeah. And so and I like to attribute it to the people who are doing the work. So um, 
anyways, Natalie Morales is an actress. You've probably like if you saw her photo, you'd be like, oh, I know exactly who that is. Um, but that's not the point. This is her production. But there's some really great Indian representation. Yeah. Verma's in it. And I am very excited that like when I was a child, I did not have I had Harold and Kumar who are actually connected like the creators of uh harold and kumar are mm-hmm. connected to this adventure oh. um movie in some way shape or form i don't know it was in the trailer i didn't dive into it too much but um i'm just like really pleased that there are different representations of like indian girls in in stories in this one there was the never have i ever um mindy kaling joint on netflix yeah. that came out a while ago so i, I don't know it's like fun uh kind of irreverent it looks like so i'm i'm pretty excited about that not really any fat representation that i could see outright on it but anyways but i loved i'm glad you sent me the trailer it looks really interesting that's probably something else we'll share more about once we watch it yeah okay anything else on your end um i guess you know you already said it spring has sprung um oh i will say we, uh, while I'm not able to share this publicly yet, w- the date, um, we have a tentative partial summer storefront reopen date for cake. And that okay. feels pretty nice. So the more on that to come. But yeah, it'll be um, it's like a lot to manage. You know, we're talking about like being anxious about what this all means. Well, like, you know, having a business, that's like a whole nother world of that. Um, mm-hmm. So stuff that I'm like pretty... Uh, both like excited for and also pretty cautious about so but that's coming and that feels pretty exciting I also just like it's fun summers are kind of slow but I wonder how the summer will look for all of us um feeling safer about being out and about um yeah so I'm just kind of looking forward to what summer will bring okay lots lots to look forward to yeah um I'm wondering if we should talk about the media thing that can you wanted we, to talk can about. Can we start with the thing I was very mad about? <laughs> I the, the people want to hear you get angry. I I delight in your anger sometimes. Thank you. It's righteous anger. Righteous. It feels so oh, good. So you know, actually, this ties into what you were just talking about. You mentioned people's names. Also, Elizabeth, I don't know these names that Soraya is talking about. Sometimes I Google <laughs> them, but I've just <laughs> never been the kind of person to know, like, pay a lot of attention to like celebrity stuff. You know, like I just. There's a few people who I know who they are. Everyone else, it's like, oh, yeah, that person, if I see their picture, I know them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I share that to say, I would not call myself a Demi Lovato fan. <laughs> um, she is not <laughs> someone. What a build up to talk about Demi. Okay. She's not, I mean, I have no, there, nothing against Demi. I just like, I, she's not someone I pay attention to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but two times on two different podcasts that I regularly listen to within the last couple of weeks, they have made fun of this woman for calling out a frozen yogurt shop about their marketing language that was very rooted in diet culture. And I was just so incensed. I was so mad. And one of the, the podcasts I listened to, I wasn't really surprised. The other one, I was very surprised that they're just like, giggle, giggle, giggle. <laughs> How could Demi, you know, say these things about this yoga shop for having sugar-free things? Can and you it, tell the people what Demi actually said? Sure. So I guess I won't, I don't have like quotes. I don't have quotes no, prepared no, no, for you. But just like generally what was. Yeah. So apparently yeah. she went to this yoga shop that was like, and was like, oh, I'm so excited to go here. It's, you know, a big deal, blah, blah, blah. And then 
um, when she was there, she showed like a picture of this like cookie that said guilt free on it. Mm. Um, and then talked about how using like guilt free language. And she also mentioned having sugar free things um, is like really hard for folks. It's very, you know, rooted in diet culture and hard for folks, especially who have experienced disordered eating that have mm. an eating disorder history to try to deal with. It's like it was clear that she was just very excited to go to this place and then just like totally disappointed when she saw what was going on inside. And I think that mm-hmm. feeling is something that I've experienced before. Like I, Oh my God, I can think of a list of three places right now, like new businesses to the Twin Cities that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to support this place. I'm so excited about this. And then I go and it's like, what? Or I see their marketing and I'm like, oh, that's not the way, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and people were just like, Demi, don't you know that some people can't eat sugar? What if you're diabetic? And it's like, actually, Jamila Jamil had a really lovely response, who also someone I'm not really like fully on board with, but I do think she says some really smart, lovely things. Mm-hmm. Um and she shared, like, you know, people are so quick to 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 say, Demi doesn't understand what's happening here. Like, doesn't she know that some people can't eat sugar? Oh, my gosh. And it's like, no, that's not at all what she's saying. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, people, some people need sugar-free items, and that's fine. And, like, label them as such. But when you invoke guilt-free language, you are 1,000% complicit with diet culture. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a really gross way to market to like to prey on our vulnerabilities insecurities like hearkening these feelings of guilt and shame around in this case sweet treats you know Mm -hmm. yeah and like it's interesting for you the reason you were so incensed is because the podcast you were listening to which shall not be named because we still enjoy it yeah but um, like when you enjoy something so so wholeheartedly and then it disappoints you in that way (sighs) I think that's just yeah. There's the rub. Right There's there. the, and and that also speaks to something we've talked about time and time again. It's that like there can be social justice focused spaces or like in this in this case a podcast that really does a really lovely job with representation and being thoughtful about how folks are portrayed and telling different stories. And then it's like the minute a fat thing happens, we're just going to like <laughs> giggle about it. Oh, it was just so disappointing. Mhm. And I I agree, obviously, with you. And then I also – that's, like, one of my biggest worries with our podcast, right? Like, where are we doing that? Because Because we are fallible. we definitely are. 100%. We definitely are. I mean, no one – no one does – no one's perfect, right? Um, And there's, you know, huge gaps for all all of us. And also, like – so it's, like, explanation. Like, it's – it's of course, that's going to happen with people. But also, like, that's not an excuse. Like, right. if we're doing things like that, I would want folks to tell us. I hope they would. And maybe to that end, I need to do a better job of tweeting. I told one of the podcasts about it, but I didn't tell the other one. Maybe I will. Isn't that interesting? Your standards for it are different just because of the way that they present themselves in the first place. Yeah. Like, this is also, like, so baseless. Everybody's like, what podcasts are they talking about? We don't need to talk about that anymore, but it's interesting the expectations we have um, when somebody is like with it and and, like saying the right things on a regular basis or doing hot takes versus someone who is just like pop culture based. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, surprise of all time. I'm like very invested in Demi Lovato in this moment. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just like I'm just so mad on her behalf. I'm mad. I'm just mad about this. Um, And I, I, like TLDR saying something is guilt free is definitely a problem and definitely is language that rooted in diet culture. 100%. You can't tell me different. 100% not cool for the summer. No. (laughs) 
Do you get that? No, I don't get that. That's a Demi Lovato song. Oh my God, you're so good. I know none of her songs. That's not true. I'm sure I know some, but. Oh, man. (sighs) Okay, let's move on to another media thing that we're both excited about and not mad about, um, which is. (laughs) That's like every segment. Are we mad or are we not mad? I'm always mad. (laughs) Let's tune in. Tune in. But we're not mad at this one. Um, It's the show on Peacock called Rutherford Falls. Okay, Peacock, for those of you who don't know, like I, I like I knew, but only because of 30 Rock, but yeah. only because like I pay attention, is like the streaming service for NBC. Is that yep. correct? Yes. Okay. And what I've learned is that there are some shows that NBC does not have on TV and is just available. They're just available on Peacock, their streaming service. And this show is actually one of those. Yeah. It's interesting. So it, it's like very so Kat saw it and she's like, and I had seen it was coming out and she's like, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. And she so kindly uh, clued me in on how to watch it because obviously I wasn't going to go right to Peacock. I didn't even know it existed. Um, But as I I tuned in, I'm like, Oh, I love this. Oh, this feels really comfortable to me. And I was like, why does this feel so comfortable? And it's because Ed Helms from the office is in it. And Michael Schur, who has done all of, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like The Office, like everything that's funny out there basically um, are like it was their idea in the first place. And so I'm like, oh, like you've really honed this equation for a comedic storytelling about people's lives and the relationships and the ups and downs of it. And it felt like very, very comfortable. And the jokes were just like very, very well done. And you well okay I'm gonna get into it but like what else did you want to say before we dove into specifics about it I guess I just like I I think we probably had a lot of similar feelings I just I I thought it was very fun and funny and light and also very like bold in Mm -hmm. some of like the comparisons they're making like I I think I can share this without giving too much away it's this uh, this is not a spoiler if it is we'll take it out after um (laughs) we won't we won't give you spoilers but, like, there's this whole conversation about, like, land and, like, who belongs on what land and who, you know. And there's this moment where this white guy is, like, explaining all this stuff. Like, how dare you take this land away from me and then make me, like, work on it and have to pay you part of my earnings. And, like, it's, like, it, it's just the, the juxtaposition of what's happening here. It's, like, it's comedy, but it's also so such a bold, like, critique of what has happened in our, in our country. And to clarify, like the premise of Rutherford Falls is um, like a local tribe uh, is, you know, coexisting with this town that has existed there for a long time. It starts with um, actually a statue. You know, it's quite a big time for statues to come down that represent conflicted and fraught history. And so that's like the initial premise of it. And then we get into looking at the history of Rutherford. Rutherford Falls, you know, how it came to be, how it was, uh, what what did they use? They had a really good phrase, like a fair, a uniquely fair and honest deal that <laughs> the Rutherfords made with the local tribe no. um, for that land. And yeah. so, yeah, it's just a really great uh, narrative and, um, I don't know, interesting insights into the complexities of land in the U.S. and doing it through a comedic storytelling is just really it's so it's pretty dang well done and I think that's because even though Ed Helms and Michael Schur came up with this idea 
they knew that they'd have to bring in someone who is actually native. If they hadn't done that, I don't know. We would not be talking about it in such a complimentary (laughs) way. I also don't think it would have turned out as well. Right. And also very curious for them to want to do that. Like, I I don't know much more other than they invited Sierra Teller Ornelas into it. Um, and she's a showrunner. She's worked on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Superstore, Happy Endings, and also has contributed to This American Life, which oh, is particularly funny because they have a whole podcast, like public radio situation so going on funny. with uh, Ted from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. And, oh, like... They just, the jokes, the way they've set everything up to talk about, you know, the conflicts that are going on um, with Indigenous folks, with land, uh, the complexities of like growing up with somebody, a best friend, having differing opinions, figuring out who you are, figuring out that a people are not a monolith. Like they are tackling pretty big things that I wouldn't have anticipated just yeah. from the like premise uh, or like the trailer of the show. Yeah. So, yeah. And my, my favorite thing about all of it is just Janice Meeting, who's yes. the co-star of the show, who's a fat woman. And it's not like her body size is not part of the storyline in any way. Like it's not, oh, it's just, it is the, I think one of the best representations of a fat person on TV I've seen in a very long time, if not ever. Yeah, a fat indigenous woman too, yes. who's like, who's like trying to build a cultural center, but like also dealing with the challenges of being within the tribe, and like who says you get to be the mouthpiece for our culture? Right. Yeah, and um, it's it's like the details are everything. Like to be fair, like with this show, I watched all the episodes. I'm like, yeah, I like it. I wasn't sucked in yet. I don't think you were as enamored as I was. No, I'm definitely going to watch the second season. I hope they make a second season. I guess I don't know the status (laughs) of that. And, um, but like the details are so, so good. So there's all these jokes about Ed Helms's character making dioramas for this museum of the Rutherfords. (laughs) Right. And he's like, the first scene is him walking, or I guess it's the second scene, uh, walking through um, a class to do a field trip about Rutherford Falls. And he's giving them all this information. And he's talking about how they made this like uniquely fair and honest deal with the mm-hmm. Minishankwa tribe, which is the fictitious tribe in this uh, land, in this storytelling of Rutherford Ta- Falls. And there's a kid in the class super cool he's got a land back t-shirt on which i'm like okay come through and then he asks he's like well okay you're talking about this wonderful statue of uh your like great 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 grandfather is like are there any statues of the minishankwa and he's like no there aren't and it's just the inequities are brought to the forefront yeah the fact that he has a land back tea they just do such a good job at every level um in my perception right i'd be interested to hear from other folks what they think about the representation happening in the show and what that looks like. Agreed. And there are, I mean, there have been several pieces written. It feels like many people are really liking what they're seeing Mm -hmm. um, and like the representation that they're seeing and feeling as part of the show, but also, um, you know, no culture is a monolith, right? And so... Mm-hmm. Um, interested, yeah, to know, like, just because we have great takes of this, like, I don't know if that really means a whole lot, you know? I wish we knew what to do to help, I don't know, get it a second season. 
I mean, I think t- like watch it, talk about it, tell people about it. I this is this is the show that like made me subscribe to b- purchase Peacock. You can see the first three episodes without buying. Like you need to get an account, but you can you uh, you can watch the first three apps on a free account. But then you need to pay for it. And I told I've been tweeting everybody who will listen about it. You know, like hello Peacock. <laughs> um, but I hope that I think just the more buzz, the better. And so if there's anything. Um, folks can do to help contribute to positive buzz to do it yeah yeah well there you go that's, every that's time it, I guess. facebook has shown me this show like it's a different ad i've seen maybe seven ads for this and i comment on almost all of them I'm like this is incredible love this so much you know <laughs> they're like who is this girl but i just want them to know <laughs> single-handedly cat will ensure that there is a second season of rutherford falls i will do Peacock. my i will do my very best yeah <laughs> Hello and welcome to the end of the episode. We are here. We made it. We did it. I loved it. And it's that same love baked into every iota of this podcast. (laughs) If you enjoy even just a little bit of an iota of this episode, you may want to visit our website, www.matteroffatpod.com. You can find show notes, transcripts, information about us, access to older episodes, and info on events like our podluck. And also our (laughs) cash. And like I mentioned at the top, like y'all have been asking for this for a while. So we are so excited to deliver. Um, Now you can contribute fat cash to us here at Matter of Fat through our Venmo. And all of the information is on our website. Mm-hmm. Find us on Venmo at Matter of Fat Pod. And of course, we have all the details about this on our website, like Kat just said. We want to give some love to those who love us. So this episode's shout out goes to Deb for sending some fat cash our way. Appreciate you, Deb. Oh, thanks, Deb. And folks, you know what we want you to do. Please subscribe, rate, and review to our podcast wherever you catch Matter of Fat. We would love, love, love to shout you out for a review in our next outro. Yes, and until next time, when we're back with another episode of Matter, Matter of Fat. Matter of Fat.